2: Yep, there he is. It's Mike Brown. You can watch this for yourself. This is good. This is is high-quality stuff. (laughs) Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter uh, as well. Jesse asked earlier, with what we're seeing this year in terms of the severity of the losses, Mm -hmm. why are we seeing that this year versus last year? Like, Man. what's different? Because they're better. Their their record at this point in the season mm. is better than last year. Mm-hmm. It just feels different. They're, what, what fifth? Because yeah, yeah, the fifth. Clippers, yeah. I guess, are never losing again. Never again. So they're fifth. Yeah. It's higher than they were at this time last year. Mm-hmm. They are at this point on December 21st, 2023, they're in a better position than they were on December twenty first, twenty two, mm. but why does it feel so different? Why are these losses so? Why are th- ten losses? Why are seven of them double digits?
3: The only thing I could think of is, um, and I, I don't, I have no idea why they're double digits. I have no clue. I, that is, that's crazy to me. I have no clue. But the only thing I could think of as far as like why do things feel a little different this year, and why they may be things may be different for them this year is um them lights are different. Them expectations are different. Mm. You know, it's 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 not good enough to, you know, just be this young little uh uh team that's, you know, shocking the world and, you know, creating this thing called light the beam along the way. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is established now. Now their expectations and a lot of people's expectations around this city is to take another step and there might there's growing pains along that along that journey I believe and I don't think I don't believe that where the kings are right now is where they're going to be in two months as far as like the type of team that we're looking at and everything else like that I think they'll figure things out before we get to that point but Sometimes along that road, man, it's uh, there's some there's some bumps and some some reality checks and some um some hard truths that you come got to come across like, man, this isn't as easy as maybe we thought it would be or or we hoped it would be. We we keep getting smacked up. Like we got to figure this out.
1: Yeah. Are we sure it's expectations though? Because like you came in with expectations. You're already doing better than you were last year. Like you got the wins. I feel like this is Maybe. Maybe a more micro problem because, like, like, like I get the expectations part, but it's like they're they're, they're better already than they were last year. Like, they're had a not had a schedule, but it's just going into you had expectations. Now you're nine nine.
2: Expectations too high. Like, as far as like, what do you mean too high though? Well, we talk about the the the, the, the tweet from the NBA nerds about being contenders and them not having enough to be contenders. I, I don't. Ahead, or, I,
1: I don't. I don't buy that. They're, they're sixteen to nine. They're fifth seed. I think they can still win a playoff series and all that. Like it's not. I don't think it's expectations. It's something micro within the game. I think.
3: Well, when I when I say expectations, I look at it in a, in a certain way of like um, uh, they um. Like, they, things things will happen, positive things will happen, and they'll just be like ah, it feels like be like ah, we we figured it out. We're good, we're good. They start coasting, Mm. and then they get slapped around like they did last night, get mad. And, like, I wouldn't—I don't know if this is going to happen for sure. I would not be surprised if they won the next two games
1: Mm -hmm.
3: because that's kind of been the pattern this year. They get their ass beat. Yep. They get mad about it. They come out, and they play inspired and played well after that, and they think everything's good for, like, a week and a half, and then they get their ass beat again, Mm -hmm. and then we go through this whole cycle again. It's happened, like, four times already. Yep. And what they need to—the point that they need to get to—is where they 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 don't stay coasting. They 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 stay locked in on what they're supposed to do every time out, because that's what the championship team's doing. That's where they're trying to get to. So I I to be honest with you, after that old diatribe, I don't know what the issue is, but that's. It's my guess. That's the way. That's what they're showing me, by the way. They're on again, off again. The way they
2: are. Okay. This probably won't be the most popular question, because I I feel like everyone else does. Don't don't get me wrong. Is it really that big of a deal, if they lose by a lot? Again, again with the context, mm-hmm. they're in a better position than they were last year, at this time. Mm-hmm. They're just losing games in a different fashion.
3: To to me, to me, um, it, it does because you don't for for what their goals are, what they want to do, and what some people uh, are expecting of this team. You don't see this happen to those teams. Okay, I watch a lot of the NBA. Try to pay attention to as much as I can. I don't see
2: no, you're right. uh
3: Philadelphia getting beat by 27 times this year.
2: They definitely aren't.
3: So, that's that's what's concerning about it. It's like, man, glad you y'all said can, Philadelphia. I can lose, but like it, it, it it's a sign to me, it's a sign of mental toughness or lack of it from time to time with this group that I don't like.
2: Philadelphia's biggest loss this year. 13 Joel Embiid was inactive. Mm. Second biggest loss of the the season, 10. Joel Embiid was not with the team. Mm. They lost by 10 to Boston with Joe, and then lost by six in Boston without Joe. Now, obviously, you mentioned the Philadelphia 76ers. We went to the absolute... Best of the best, right? Like he's, he's, at least at this portion of the season, he's the MVP. And that Philadelphia team uh, looks looks super legit. Yeah. Let's try the Bucs. Bucks' biggest loss of the year? 19. They have seven losses on the season, three of them by double digits. Who's the Western Conference leader? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota. Let's take a peek at Minnesota here, real quick, just to just to accentuate your point. Sorry, this is taking a little bit longer than I expected. Mike, can you weigh in? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. The biggest loss of the season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Of course, the Timberwolves have only lost six times. Uh, they ha- okay. Well, this is interesting. The Minnesota Timberwolves have lost six times this year, mm-hmm. five of them by double digits. Mm-hmm. They lost to Toronto by three, mm-hmm. and then they've lost by 18, 14, three times, and then they lost to Sacramento by 13. Their lone home loss still t- still at this point. And, and to me – sorry, sorry, go
4: ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say – to me, and I know just for the, the study we're
2: doing – just double digits, but it's different. The Kings got to ask people, like, 25. No, 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 yeah, 30, I, I, I got you. I, 25 no, no, no. again. You're right. I, I, I pointed out, I, I find it interesting that a team that has lost five times has lost four times by double digits. No, but you're 100% right, and I'm trying to find anything comparable, and there's nothing. Like, there's absolutely nothing. The Denver Nuggets have lost one game by 21, one game by 19. They've lost 10 games in total, three of them by double digits. Right now, the Kings appear to be one of one. I'll try one more, uh, and I'll try Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, right now at this point in the season, has lost... They won a game by 43 points. They have lost eight games. (sighs) One by double digits. And, (laughs) strangely enough... It was by thirty three. <laughs> they lost by thirty three to Denver. Their second biggest loss of the year was they lost at Houston, one of the many teams to lose in Houston mm. by nine. Mm. So you're right. Yeah, I just, one of one right now when you talk about the top teams in the league.
3: Yeah, I just I d I don't I I just don't like to see that. Like I said, it just to me personally, it says, you know it just speaks to the the
2: uh I'm gonna try to cheat and see if it the works. Lack of
3: mental toughness from this
2: team. So this is the last one I'm gonna look at. I promise. I tried to cheat and it still didn't work. I went to the Clippers, thinking the Clippers have had two different seasons. Mm. Nope, they've lost ten games this year. Long time ago. Those 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 losses were a long a, long time ago. What was that? October? Somewhere around Halloween. Yeah, that it checks out. <laughs> uh, ten losses for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, biggest uh, biggest defeat, 18 points against Dallas. Uh, three of those losses have been in double digits. Yeah. Kings are one of one. Uh, so, for those that don't know the Kings' numbers, they are their biggest deficits of the year, uh, 36, 25, 25, 20. Mm. They also have an 18 in there.
1: You think they're losing effort when um, things start to unravel? Because yesterday, I don't buy into the whole back-to-back stuff. Like, oh, Boston's coming back-to-back. They reach I don't really buy into that. Like, yeah. you don't want to. But like, the Kings got absolutely outworked yesterday as far as hustle, rebounds, everything. Like, they got outworked. Is yeah, it an it effort goes, thing, or is it like? Can can you, you hold you that did? thought. Can you yeah. hold
2: that thought? We'll come back because we also want to get to Peyton, uh, and we will check in. We'll hear what Mike Brown. Oh, uh, well. very good. Okay, thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, we'll come back uh, much more ahead. Uh, Peyton, hang tight. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Steel One K C Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN thirteen twenty.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old
1: whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road
2: I want to get back to this thing about the king's unraveling, but I want to talk to our man Peyton first nine one six 916-909-1320, If you want to get in, Peyton, appreciate the call, man. What's going on?
4: Hey, what's poppin', y'all? I what's up, to man? Talk to you about. I want to talk to y'all about um, expectations. Okay. And I'm thinking. I don't know what we. I don't know, don't know what our record record was at this point last year, but I think. um... We knew we got rid of Halliburton. We were all sad about that. And then when Sabonis came out, Sabonis kind of rocked out. And we weren't expecting that, so we got hella excited. And we went good about a good team. We, and, and I know last year this time, I was trying to stay above 500. Stay above 500. But I think my expectation this year is, hey, we got to get – let's win a series. Let's win a playoff series. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing us get blown out like we get blown out, it's discouraging. Like, I don't feel like we can beat – I don't think we we get matched up against the Warriors, it's like a team who's been there a lot and who know how to play playoff basketball. I think they'll smoke us again. So like, I think that's why my expectations is different. Like before, they were let's get five hundred, let's get in the playoffs. Now it's let's win a series, and I don't. And the West is tough. I don't know who we can beat in a seven game series. Who's going to be in the playoffs?
2: I actually like that, and 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 I understand your apprehension her yeah. frustration or whatever the, the 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 right word is I like the way the Kings match up like you look at the teams above them don't like the Clippers matchup at all I don't oh. mind Denver don't mind Oklahoma City uh I'm 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 curious about you know Friday mm-hmm. um but I'm really anxious for 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 Saturday because the fact that the Minnesota's lost one game at home yeah. oh, that's gonna stick in their teeth a little bit oh yeah also, let's not forget, it was last year when the Kings had an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot that Minnesota rolled in here, mm-hmm. beat Sacramento, and don't forget what the Hall of Famer told us the next mm-hmm. day. Mark yeah. Spears was like, <laughs> they was chirping. Yeah, They are not afraid of Sacramento. They came in here, they was running their mouth. Of course, that, that matchup never came to, to fruition, but they thought with that win – Oh, they could find themselves back in the playoff picture. They could find themselves in the playoffs. They could find themselves in a matchup against Sacramento to start the series. So there's there's a lot to, you know, there's there's some fun storylines headed into Saturday's game.
3: Yeah, I, I look at you know, a lot of a lot of people um talk about um the the Kings going up against like certain teams, bad matchup, all this other stuff. The Pelicans. I'll tell you right now, the Kings play the Pelicans in the playoffs. I'm picking the Kings to win that series. Like I'm not I'm not overly concerned about that. I will tell you this, I do not think they can be as currently uh put together as a roster. Mm-hmm. they cannot beat the Celtics and they cannot beat the Clippers. those are two teams where I'm like like it's, it's it's one thing to people always talk about length and athletic wings and all this other stuff. Yeah, I think you can overcome Trent Murphy and Herb Jones at some point.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Brandon Ingram Jalen Brown. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. with James Harden and Russell. Nah, the, I, the Kings can't do that. They can't do that. You said, so
2: you said Brandon Ingram and Jalen Brown. Who did you mean?
3: Oh, Jason Tatum. Jason. Oh, Jayden Jason and Tatum Brown. and Jay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking White about the Pelicans. Drew well, yeah, yeah. Holiday. Gotcha. Yeah, like okay. the, those. I don't usually do the odds. Oh, of bad matchup. They can't beat those. Dudes. Yeah, yeah. They can't beat the Celtics. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen for two years now. They get destroyed by the Celtics. I think it's
2: three. <laughs> Jesse, 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 very enthusiastically ran the number. Well, I saw earlier. A stat earlier: yeah, they, in the
1: last five games, um, Celtics are beating them by twenty nine point
3: six points. That's even lower than I thought it would be. I mean, when you tie in that fifty, that the Tyrese. That's what I team, said. Ever uh, since Marcus,
2: ever since Marcus Smart's shot hit the back of the rim at the Golden One right. Center in two thousand nineteen, <laughs> came personal after that. Yeah, just all of a sudden it became. The, yeah. Biggest mission for the Celtics to humiliate Sacramento. After, after
3: the Tyrese-led team got beat by 60, I thought it would
2: be higher. Well, wow. I could, that was just, a shot. It wasn't a that shot. That was a shot. You see, they got
3: I him just remember a, that moment. Yo,
2: that was a shot. You're
1: bringing up Tyrese. See, they got him as a 94 on 2K?
3: Yeah. Bro, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I think the yeah, air might be a 90. Now. He's an
1: 89. He
3: ain't even a 90. That's correct. <laughs> hey, what, hey, what is he going to do? If he's a 94, what is he going to do? Is he gonna like? Does he have defense? Can he, can he dunk? Uh, what, what, what does he do? Like, outside of shoot a jump shot and pass. How is he in 94? I guess is this is how the they game? do the video games, I guess. I don't know. What, what, what are we doing here? How is that? How is just that in 94? Why wasn't Lou Williams in 94 then? Like, what, what are we doing? That's neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, they can't beat the Celtics. This team is, is put together currently. They can't touch the Celtics. And um, I feel that way about the Clippers, too. But, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't even look at the Nuggets. It's like,
2: man, they can't beat the Nuggets. No, nah, they can beat the Nuggets. They can beat. Yeah, the I nuggets. love the way they match up against the Nuggets. Minnesota, Minnesota. I don't is, know about that one yet. That yeah, one's... Minnesota is closer
3: to me feeling like they can't beat them than Denver. I feel a little bit more apprehensive about about Minnesota than I do Denver phoenix i feel fine about any them.
2: particular reason not phoenix uh minnesota is it the size
3: yeah i mean and and, and you're you got, a big
2: you're a you, big cat guy yeah you got man you're and cat. That's cat a cat guy than Kyle Matson. <laughs>
3: that's a problem those two that's a problem so um yeah I, I just i don't i don't look at this team as outside of those two teams and i, I think you probably throw milwaukee in there too milwaukee's a problem um but there's there's like two or three teams in the league that I'm like, yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to play with them. Like, they don't. They don't really stand too much of a chance with, with them. Everybody else, I'll take my chances with the Kings.
2: Let's get Manny in here. 916-909-1320. What's going on, Manny?
3: Hey guys, come on, man.
2: Man, what you doing out here, man? Hey man, what you doing? so <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing, man. Hey, <laughs> so, bro, stop said, breathing like that, Manny. Why, why, dude?
5: I'm fat. <laughs> don't talk about my fatness. You're not even fat, man. You're not.
2: <laughs> okay, Manny, go ahead.
5: So I said it earlier in the chat, like, look, man, like we live in this society now where every it's, everything's instant, right? Like everybody wants something instantly as soon as you get a little bit of taste or something like you want it instantly. And it took MJ and the Bulls, again, MJ and the Bulls, How many times to get to that point where they were a championship team? Like you got to go through the struggles. You got to. There's those certain teams that, you know, you just got to get over the hump, a la Golden State Warriors or whoever it is, Denver, whoever it is. And that's how you. You know, it's not only about the players, obviously skill wise, like uh, getting better, but also learning how to win, learning how to not lose like they did last night, like all that stuff is steps. Like, yeah, it sucks watching something like that. And, you know, I I get a little bit worried about every time we lose, it's like a 40 point blowout or something. But at the end of the day, like the core is there, the core is set. There's going to be a couple of players that are going to change at certain points. Once you get to that championship level, but the core stays intact, you build around that. And then it takes a couple of years. Like I, the whole panic thing like people acting out of their minds like enjoy this ride enjoy this ride because once you get that you get to that level like it's that much sweeter Hmm.
2: uh well we you know we talked about it last year the 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 ride's going to be different Mm -hmm. um this year um i think there's probably a lot of different things at play with the way that the kings are losing you talked about mental toughness that's a concern that will stick around off season mm-hmm. right and then it'll be highlighted when the playoffs get here because one of the questions we talk about matchups we were just talking about matchups let's go with the ones that we like difficult teams you call them first round matchup second round matchup you call them whatever you want to but we'll we'll, we'll look at, at denver mm-hmm. or or even at oklahoma city
3: mm-hmm.
2: are they mentally tough enough right that's that's a conversation that's going to come up at the time because we've been conditioned to question their mental toughness during the regular season. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end, last year, the Sacramento Kings had to learn how to win games, right? I think to a certain degree, you have to learn how to lose games too, lose and bounce back. Like you have to lose, get it out of your mind, get back and play. It's the the back-to-back question, right? It's what everyone's going to be asking on Saturday. How is this team, regardless of what happens on Friday, how is this team going to perform on Saturday? No. And maybe maybe the Kings are still in the process of learning something. It looks different than it did last year because they're winning at a greater clip than they were last year. Mm-hmm. But they're still learning something, and perhaps it's resulting in, in, in some of these ass-kicking that, 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 that they're getting. Well, I think the fact that a couple of them have been by the Pelicans, a couple of them have been, been by Houston— is a little more perplexing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they had a schedule that was front loaded with Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, maybe it feels different. Mm-hmm. But like, how did this team get their ass kicked twice by Houston? Yeah. And then New Orleans. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and that's it's
3: kind of what we talked about a little earlier, man. It's just, you know, you're you're when I talk about expectations and what they're trying to do. Um, go from you know this this cute little team to a team that could be taken seriously yeah. uh, as a championship contender there's going to be hiccups along the way I I fully believe that like I said earlier this team and the way we look at them isn't going to be the same in February that it is right now and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is I think they will be um more seasoned I think they will be more comfortable a team that uh is is for sure one of the top 6 teams top 4 teams in the western conference and um and now they're just trying to make sure they get to the get into the playoffs and get seeding right and things of that nature like i don't i think they'll figure this whole thing out where they'll stop getting beat the way they are you know against elite teams or in back to backs and things of that i, I have i confident that they'll figure this out but right now it's, it's not good it's not good enough like, right now, it's, it's disappointing. It's, it's uh, upsetting. It's jarring that you can't stay competitive when adversity hits. That's, that's, that's not – they got to get out of that. Once again, I think they will, but that's what it is right now. When adversity hits, they fall apart. They fall like a, a deck of cards. How,
1: how big is the issue, I guess, for them right now? Because, like, grander scheme of things, like, the double digit losses look bad, but in reality, it's only about, like, I think the stat was like seven of them. You've only lost 10 times this season. Right now, you're 16 and 10. So, like, overall, things are going pretty
2: good. So, how much stock do we put into this? It looks weird. It feels weird. You know, they have a point differential of zero. <laughs> like, that's weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's a team that's plus six right now. They got a right. point differential of zero. Right. However, from what I understand, Jesse, is the Kings are broken hmm. and the Celtics broke them. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. I don't stand with that guy, by the way. Is the, <laughs> oh, the no. Celtics <laughs> have broken the Kings and once again proving that they're far too small. <laughs> not enough size, particularly with help defense. Not enough rebounding. Bad sign to lose like this against Boston on the second night of a road back-to-back without <clears throat> two of its best players.
3: Hmm.
2: Boy. It should be obvious at this point. Kings are a great regular season team, but not equipped to win an NBA finals. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but okay. excuse me. That's that's my fault. But not equipped to win against NBA Finals contenders, which Sacramento won't be without making a big move. Hmm. So a couple of things here.
3: There's a lot going on here.
2: Um that's from one of the, the several basketball nerds that hate Sacramento who I don't think has tweeted about the Sacramento Kings at all this year. So here's the one thing that I ask people because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with dudes like this. I'm done with the little barista. I'm just going to mm-hmm. offer everyone like a, a, a small piece of uh, just a small piece of advice. You all saw this, right? Everyone saw this media. People saw it. Uh, uh, fans saw it. everybody saw this and, Judging by the interaction, everyone has responded to it. Mm-hmm. This comes a day after little barista had something to say about the Sacramento Kings. So this is what I encourage you to do. Think about this when you're reading their work, right? You listen to d and KC, Matt George... Do some more, whatever your, whatever your, the, the, the Kings beat, whatever your listening habits are. You consume Kings content. Mm-hmm. You're locked in. You watch the games. You watch the replay of the games. You watch the national telecast and you go back and you watch the, the, uh, uh the local telecast. Mm-hmm. You know this team inside and out. You know what they need. You know what they don't need. You know who good defenders are on this team and who good defenders aren't. You know when you read stuff like this from guys like these two they're not in tune with what Sacramento is doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So why the hell would you read anything that they put out about any team? Because if they're that wrong about, I don't follow Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not, not to the degree in which, there, there's no basketball team I follow to the degree in which I follow the Sacramento Kings, right? I am interested in the Orlando Magic. I like to read up on the Orlando Magic. I don't follow them the way I do Sacramento. But why would I read someone who's this off about a team? I know they're off about this Sacramento Kings team. Mm -hmm. Why would I go to read about the Orlando Magic from them? Because if they're this off about Sacramento, how off are they about the 30 other teams in the league, the 29 other teams in the league? I'm going to go to them to read about the Clippers because the Clippers are a popular team right now. No, I'm not. I'm going to go to Law Murray. That's who I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to these guys who cover these teams day in and day out. I'm not going to go to these basketball nerds who sit around and watch film and then form these granular opinions based on one game that they watch. This is a very detailed opinion based on one game that you watch. It's also not news breaking. This is the same exact roster that the Sacramento Kings had last year with the exception of JaVale McGee. And, and Sasha Vazenkov but it's just, the, the core pieces they're exactly the same you cut and pasted this tweet from last year changed a few words everything is the same you offer nothing to the conversation. King's fans you don't have to be mad about it King's fans, you, you you don't have to react to it same with the media. I don't follow this dude and there's a reason he can't offer me anything. I don't follow Zach Harper not because he talks about Sacramento because he talks inaccurately about Sacramento. That's good. You can't offer me anything. Stop following these guys who can't offer you anything. They're not good at their jobs. You can have a job and be bad at it. Mm -hmm. These two individuals have jobs that they're bad at. Don't go to them for information anymore. Go to your Twitter app. Go to Twitter.com, however you use it. Type in the nerd's name and unfollow it. You don't have to take part in it. They're wrong about Sacramento. They're probably wrong about 26 to 27 other teams in the league.
3: They're, and and they're wrong often
2: about what's going on.
3: And the thing that I look at is it's always the Skip, Skip Bayless effect for me, right? Like Skip Bayless can talk about the Kings. He can talk about the 49ers. You can talk about boxing. You can talk about whatever. I'm not listening to him because he's a clown show. Nothing that he says is based in um, like genuine analysis, genuine um, sports talk. Right? I always talked about how after you know this whole thing with with Floyd and Manny built that up for years, that Manny was going to beat up Floyd and all this other stuff. They fight. Floyd destroys him, and Skip comes on first take that Monday and says Manny Pacquiao was robbed. I said, "All right, okay. We're, like we're we're not. I thought we were here to like really talk about sports and and have a a, a legit conversation. We're, that's not what this is. I'm not really interested. And that's what happens when you have guys like Kevin O'Connor and Zach Harper." they portray themselves as being serious about basketball and serious about talking about it and trying to educate and have dialogue about it. But in actuality, they're just messing around.
4: Hmm.
3: They're just messing around. They're not really about the game. They're not really about the the discourse or the, the dialogue. They're just messing around like a guy I don't know what Zach Harper did at Jesuit. I don't know nothing about him. I don't know nothing about O'Connor. Um, but uh, this may be their first um, foray into having attention. You know what I mean? Having people, you know, look forward to what they say, or you know, hang on their every word or their every tweet because they're not naturally that type of individual. And I know it's getting real deep, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, but this is kind of what it sounds like to me, Hmm. is these are guys that weren't at the cool table, that weren't popular, that weren't athletes, um, and they didn't get this type of attention before in their life, and now due to social media, due to podcasts, um, platforms like The Ringer and all this other stuff, now they are getting attention. And they like it. And along the way, it started when you're talking about basketball and covering basketball and all this other stuff. And just like any other drug, they got a little drug of attention. And they like it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I need more of that. I need more hits. So let me do whatever I can to get attention, even if that takes away from what I was originally here to do, which was to write about the game Mm -hmm. and hopefully educate others about the game. And that's where we are with guys like that. So what he literally said isn't a wrong thing or anything that was wild. I may I may not totally agree with it, but that's his outlook on it. That's his opinion. His opinion is no less important than mine, no more important than mine, and vice versa. He can have it the way he sees this team. That's not it. But the way you go about it tells me this is not a genuine discourse that we're having. This is not a a dialogue that we're having on the up and up. And like I said, think about it like this. Trista Crick. Trista will come on and say whatever she needs to about any team. Or she'll tweet out whatever she needs to about any team. She'll tweet it out. She'll make a TikTok about it. She'll She'll have her own mind. And if somebody... Calls her up, whether it's 957 a game, or somebody somewhere else, and say, you know what? You said something crazy. Come on this show and defend yourself and and, and stand on business with what you said, just to be like, all right, what time when? Let's do this, because she's really about this. Like she's really about the discourse of what she's saying, and whether you agree with her or not, this is the way that she sees it, and she's willing to have a conversation about how she sees it and tell you why she sees that. The O'Connors, Zach Harper's guys like that. They don't want to do that because they just they just in here for attention. It's well, it goes, not about the discourse. It's not about the dialogue of the game. Like th- these are guys that we talk about all the time. I don't even know if they like basketball.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't even know if they really like hoop like that. They like the attention that basketball is giving
2: them, and that's where they're at at this well, point. Well, it goes back to the original coffee boy thing. Hey, yo, come on the show. Would you? You said De'Aaron Fox. you had this thing about John De'Aaron. Come, come, explain to us what, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Hey, dog, we got some got some opening smart. You, you down? Nothing. And then it, and then it became this bickering on on social media. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing. You're scared to talk about it. Yeah. You said something else though, and I want to make a a a, a, a distinction, and, and I think this is a very very important distinction because you're right everybody's allowed an opinion. That's the beauty of of what we do. And when I say we, I don't mean you and I, I mean me, you, and everybody watching and listening. We all have opinions. Mm -hmm. And we don't come on the air trying to change your opinions. We share our opinions with you. And more importantly, we try to share with you how we form these opinions. Mm -hmm. That's the important distinction to me. You have an opinion. Kevin O'Connor has an opinion. There is a distinct difference between opinions and educated opinions. Mm -hmm. You have an educated opinion when it comes to covering this basketball team. He does not. You have an educated opinion when it comes to covering this basketball team. Zach Harper does not. You can have opinions, and that's social media. Social media is sharing their opinions. And that's the other thing about social media that Kevin O'Connor highlighted last night is... It goes back to kind of the conversation we were having less about Twitter and threads because we've learned the exact same thing and more about Twitter and Instagram. Right. Instagram is like like an ultimate up, ultra positive. I thought Chris Lai wants to explain it to me. It's like a first date. Instagram's a first date. You want to put your best out there all the time. That's what it is. It's just full of your best, your best. There's a picture of me and uh, KC on stage with Flo Rida and T-Pain. <laughs> There's not a picture of me dragging my ass out of bed at 4.30 in the morning. That's not it. I want y'all to go to Instagram and see my best. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter's the opposite. Because there is no tweets about Keegan Murray mm-hmm. from these guys. There is no tweets about what De'Aaron Fox has done this year. There is no tweet about how we've asked this dude to take like a leap or a step like virtually every year of his career and he's done it. But when it is bad, on NBA TV oh, let's tell everyone that this team is broken. Mm. Mm. Now, what am I going to do with that? Because that's not basketball analyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that, that's 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 not basketball uh, analysis. Mm. That's using an app that perpetuates a negativity, and I'm pushing my negative opinion out there. Twitter is two things, and this is probably, it's probably the case for social media in general. It's two things. It's extreme highs or extreme lows. It's like people who leave product reviews. If you ever are like researching a product that you want to buy and you go to Amazon and you look at the product reviews, you almost universally see two ratings. Five stars or one. Mm-hmm. It's extreme in one way or the other. And if you're extreme in covering Sacramento is perpetually negative, I can't take you seriously. Right. Especially coming out of the stretch that they just played. Especially with the way... Their second year player has been playing. You were so quick to jump on the way Tyrese Halliburton was playing as a second year player. But y'all hoes have stayed silent Hmm. regarding Keegan Murray's growth on the defensive end Hmm. and the offensive end. Mm -hmm. Well, you gotta watch a little bit for that. And nailed it. Now, how can I take you seriously? We'll come back. Stilo and Casey on ESPN 1320.
3: Uh, can I say one other thing about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. This may come off as some type of way, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't mean that, but you know, people, you know, g- getting at me on 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 Twitter about you know you guys always complaining about uh, it, it's a, I'll speak it's E Goodie seventy okay. on, on Twitter. Okay, I always complaining on here talking about. Man, he's right though, KC. Y'all keep looking for kudos and positive tweets and articles from the national media. And when it don't come, they're all clowns. Just say, I right, bet. Keep the receipts. Uh, but this groveling for attention is beneath us in sack. E Goody, anybody out there, let me be perfectly clear. I don't give a damn what any of these people say. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn what they say. I don't tweet. I don't wake up in the morning hoping that E. Goody, Kevin O'Connor, Zach Harper, Coffee Boy, any of them, bond tempts, say something good about the Sacramento Kings. I don't care. Don't give a damn. But what I do give a damn about, what I do care about, is the way you go about things. I don't disrespect or not respect Kevin O'Connor because he has a negative opinion of the Sacramento Kings. I I don't respect him because of the way he go about business. Mm. I don't like that. And I'll tell you this, it's part of the reason why I'm into this business because I would see people like Kevin O'Connor not going about things in what I deem, this is just my feelings, I care for anybody else, a respectable way when they cover these players. And I said, that's I said, first of all, Kevin O'Connor is going to tell somebody whether or not they're good or not at the game of basketball. Kevin O'Connor, he going he gonna to tell me, the consumer, if somebody's good, but he's going to have the audacity to sit up here and say somebody in the NBA isn't good. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connor, look at him for a second and be like, he going to teach me about basketball? Mm-hmm. So I don't give a damn what they ever say about the Kings. I got, a, I got a problem with how you go about business. And if I don't respect the way you go about business, I'm going to speak on it. But let's, get, let's make it perfectly clear, E. Goody, Kevin O'Connor, I don't give a damn what the hell you say about the Sacramento Kings. What is it? I could care less. I couldn't care less. Whatever Both it them. is. Both of them. I don't give a damn what you got to say. I don't care. You're not that high up. On on on, the respect level I have for the people that I talk to basketball about and talk to them with with, for me to care about what you got to say. There's people that I do respect what they got to say, and, and when when they speak, I listen. When Kevin O'Connor speaks, I turn on some music or something. I ain't I don't need to hear that. What that gonna do?
2: You know who. I want to say something positive about the Sacramento Kings. Sean Cunningham. Because I feel like if Sean said something positive about the Sacramento Kings, he must be really, really good. Sean's the most even keel dude uh, on the planet. And De'Aaron Fox uh, spoke after practice today. Uh, Jesse, get your hand on that green button. Uh, courtesy of Sean Cunningham and Fox 40. Uh, here's Fox.
1: Christmas gift? Uh, the, the, the secret Santa gift that you're supposed to be getting? No,
2: we're doing it on uh, Christmas
6: Eve. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Do Very nice. you have something in mind already?
6: Oh, you were telling, me, you were asking, have I bought mine yet? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I usually do, like, jewelry, like some type of bracelet or something. It's easiest thing for me to get, so. Um, Keon was the only person that came out and spoke with us uh, this day after the game. Uh, I guess you guys had to absorb some type of things. What we went into that decision? Toe? Oh. to talk or... I didn't talk to anybody. It was my birthday. I went home. You older? <laughs> I was no. <laughs> Game was done. We got blown out. Not thinking about it anymore. Uh, I went and had a birthday dinner. That's all it was for me. Uh, I didn't talk to anybody about not doing media. How disappointing was that result? Obviously, it, you know you've seen some tough defensive games this season already. but That one looked
2: pretty.
0: Tough.
6: Yeah, I mean obviously that's you know best three point shooting team in the league and. Um, you know, you have to just be able to run those guys off and um, just try to make it hard for them. Obviously, they are a team that makes tough shots, but at the end of the day, you have to try to make it difficult. And I think um, at the beginning of the game, we were able to force turnovers and get out, but um, we weren't able to sustain that. And, um, you know, they got offensive rebounds and just uh, being able to throw it back out and get a three is definitely just something that's backbreaking. So uh, you want to try to limit those as, as much as possible.
2: 6-0, by the way, in the first quarter, turnovers. Mm. Six to zero. Kings did not turn the ball over in the first quarter.
6: Really subscribe to barometer type games, right? Like in, I have like no just, idea what that means. Like kind of measuring stick or see where you guys are in terms. Because like you're going to get the, the league's top two teams, West and East, in this next stretch of three games really. is it? And it comes at a time when you guys have won five and six. Is this, do you ever look at it and go, okay, this is kind of a way to measure our, where we're at right now? Um, I mean, sometimes, but sometimes you have good games. I mean, Phoenix just lost to Portland, who people don't think is a good team. And, Phoenix is supposed to be a contender, and like those those things happen. Like yeah. throughout the course of the year, you know any any given team can beat you on any, on any given night, and people are surprised when you know sometimes one of the worst teams beat one of the best teams in the league in the middle of the season. But um, I mean, that's the way that basketball goes. You're not going to come out and play play well every single night, and a team that's not good isn't going to come out and play bad every single night. So Like those, those things happen.
2: Let yeah. me hit pause again. Let me pause one more time mm-hmm. I feel like listening to you. This is De'Aaron Fox, by the way. Mm-hmm. This has always been De'Aaron Fox. I think there are there are two types of th- there may be two types of athletes and two types of fans. There's this, this that we're listening to from De'Aaron. Mm-hmm. And then there's those that are screaming and yelling and irate. I like the De'Aaron Fox version. Mm-hmm. I like the and some and I and I get it. And, and trust me, I, I I understand some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Some people Hate this part, this characteristic that De'Aaron has, because I genuinely believe everything De'Aaron just said is a hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Game ended. He wasn't asked to do media. He got dressed. He went home. Had a birthday dinner. Called in the night. Didn't think about the game again. Knew he had to think about it today. Knew he had to watch film today. Knew he had to figure out what went wrong after the first quarter. I believe all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's such an interesting – it's such an interesting – like Joel, like if you listen to Joel Embiid, he's really calm when he talks. Like he's very, like, even keel. His demeanor's a lot like De'Aaron's, except his words are very different. He'll tell you, yeah, we got our ass kicked last night. Like they just came in and squashed us. They did the – like he'll be, like, oh, like highly – he's just not yelling about it. Right. Right? But he's, he has those lines about how – just how horrible they were, or how bad they've been for the last two nights, or something. De'Aaron gives you the measured response. You know, we just saw Portland beat Phoenix. You told me Phoenix was a contender. Portland's not good. Mm-hmm. These things happen. I, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a character trait that takes a little getting used to because sometimes you get used to seeing the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's one that I've learned to love from De'Aaron Fox.
3: Yeah, no, you spot on. And the, and the, the the funny thing about it is, like I think about myself, I'm probably I I go back and forth. Sometimes it's just a game, and you just kind of it's one game
2: in eighty two, and then sometimes so some things just shouldn't but, happen. But that's but that's fine. <laughs> let's let's stop the music, but let's 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 change the let's change the setting though. Uh-huh. What were you as what what were you as a player? A little bit of both.
3: I was probably I was probably definitely What am
2: I? I'm both, right? Mm. Like when it comes to our show, because I'm not an athlete. When it comes to our show, am I am I am I closer to De'Aaron or Kyle Draper? <laughs> we love Drapes. Drapes neither is our are. guy. Drapes was doing a lot last <laughs> night. Am I in the it's middle? Am I neither one am I? I
3: think you're both. Because I, I feel both. like
2: you're 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 closer to De'Aaron. Yeah, you're De'Aaron, but when it's time to go
3: and it's not going, it's like, all right, like you ready to whip some ass? Yeah. But see, and, and I guess so. With the show, I'm more De'Aaron. When I played, I was probably I probably not saying I'm him literally, but more like Kobe, right? Like we didn't play good. Guess i I'm not going home tonight.
2: Yeah, I've seen you not be De'Aaron <laughs> for our show. Like I've seen you, I've seen, I've seen you not be De'Aaron. Uh, before.
3: But it's it's like you know you hear the stories. Kobe didn't play good. Well, hey, uh, Vidi, whoever his name is,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's go. Go ahead. We, yep. You
3: know we're gonna be here for another three hours because mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. I'm pissed off. Like nah, we we just gonna we gonna work until my my arm falls off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was probably more of that as a player. and so. But I understand them both. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, it's, it's different person. It's just different. It's, I don't think one is right or wrong. Especially, like, when you talk about De'Aaron Fox, because De'Aaron and, and guys like him, De'Aaron get the job done. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll have that type of outlook, and on tomorrow, go for
1: 35 with seven assists. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, he, he just knows, I'll just turn it up the next game. Yeah.
2: Oh uh, let's hear more from uh De'Aaron Fox.
5: And those ten losses, six of them are just
1: like blowouts. Just is there a trend that you see at all in terms of that?
6: Oh uh, we're pretty good at at close games, I guess. Suppose that. Okay. Yeah, let's take take something good away.
1: And then Mike said last night for you guys hey, someone's got to say something. Like he can bark all he wants on the sideline. Like, it's got to come from within, within the team. Do you possibly just take like, that and say, hey, I got to do something and talk to these guys? I mean, I think,
6: I think we have to be better as individual defenders. You know, regardless of how good your team is, if, if guys are continuing to break you down and you're in rotation the whole game, then you're not going to have a good defense. So for us, we have to take pride in being able to call the ball as an individual yeah, I mean, first, and then everything else happens after. Individually, like, you're obviously having the best – to defensive here individually. How do you see your progression from that, from being a young player, and how you got better defensively? Uh, Just being locked in more. I think I've always had the tools to be able to guard whoever I'm standing in front of. So uh, just trying to be locked in as, as long as I can. Those 30 fast break points for the Celtics last night, uh, second night of back for them, so what do you see there that you guys can't get out? Oh, I mean, we have to play them our turnovers. I think most of our turnovers were live ball turnovers and they were able to get out. So um, it's a lot easier to have fast break points whenever you're you know, forcing turnovers and um, just being able to get out and transition. So uh, we have to be able to take, the, take care of the ball better. We're able to get
3: back coming up. What
6: are your thoughts about that, you know, trying to get this, you know, and compared to, you know, the issues that y'all had. Really, you have an opportunity on your own floor to
4: get these
6: together. I have no thoughts about it. I mean, we're playing two good teams. Uh, you go out there and you try to do what you've practiced, so um, back backs are part of the game. We've had back backs every single year, uh, so there's, there's no different thought about it. We just have to be better. You did a lot of uh, stuff off the court. Where you
2: doing some good in this community? Like, going to. Can I just say one thing that just watching this video mm. is. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have kids, right? And my 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 niece and nephew are pretty, you know, grown up at this point. Watching <laughs> watching De'Aaron get older is kind of weird. <laughs> like I was looking at De'Aaron, like as De'Aaron was talking, like, wow, De'Aaron's. I mean, he, what was he nineteen when he got here? Yeah, yeah. He, like, like De'Aaron's, like he. He's in a like he legit was a kid when he got here.
4: Right now teenager. he's you know, now he's, really he's
2: a teenager. married man with kids right. and yeah it's just I was just looking at him like ah Deon he certainly does not look old by any stretch of the imagination mm. he just looks older than he did when he really? arrived yeah, he's growing and that's up, that's just a funny it's a it's a dumb thing about life but I'm just looking at Deon like ah De'Aaron's getting older <laughs> it's crazy De'Aaron's it, just celebrated what
3: 26? 26, yeah, yeah. twenty six years old man um. Real real quick, because um, mm-hmm. I said there was a number of different things to talk about with the Kevin O'Connor thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about the professional side of mm-hmm. it, or lack thereof, whatever you want to say.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: The basketball side of what he's
4: saying.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I, we've talked about it a little bit before, but I hate people that have all the answers but no solutions, if that makes any sense. Sure. Because he goes uh, – they're just—they're not big enough, and you know they—they—they they, they need to make a big deal to get a uh, a big time player in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is what we'd ask Kevin if he wasn't That's right. uh, such a coward.
2: Go ahead and uh, say. It.
3: And, not, and, and a jackass. in yeah. And refusing to come on shows. All right, Kevin, who who would that be?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: How would you go about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'll ask anybody right now. Yep. Anybody, because I I don't know if he's still in the chat. Um, I didn't have a problem with him at all, but Rory used to be in the chat. And he always had all the answers. He had answers again yesterday. Talking about he's not wrong. He's not wrong. A couple of things with that. First of all, um, I think he is wrong to a certain degree. And I'll explain why okay. right now. There's this notion, this narrative that, like, people keep repeating that I'm having a hard time grasping. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe everybody else is right, and it's just me. But this whole notion that the Kings are too small. You got 6'3", 6'6", 6'8", 6'9", 6'10". I wrote it down this uh, this morning. I wish it had I had it with me. Denver, I believe, everybody's motto of consistency, they go like 6'4", 6'4", <clears throat> 6'10", Michael Porter Jr., Mm -hmm. but nobody would define him as some type of defensive stalwart. Then 6'7", then Jokic is 6'11". OKC, everybody loves them. Jalen Williams is their power forward. Mm -hmm. He's Mm 6'5". Lou Dort, 6'4". So this whole notion of like, oh, you just got to get better. You got to get bigger and they're too small and all this other stuff. No, they need to get better. Don't use all these these narrative driven words and, and these these little key phrases to make you sound smarter than what you really are. It's really they have to get better. They coming off the bench with seven foot, mm. two seven footers, mm-hmm. uh, Dorte six five, Sasha six eight. They got enough guy, They got enough size and length. They need to get better whether that's within or whether that's finding somebody. Don't confuse needing more size with needing to be better and have better personnel.
1: Looking at it too, the Kings are the, um, on average, got the eighth, I guess, tallest height in the league
2: on average. I'm not going to acknowledge there was at least three flags in that. Well, like, what did like, I say? No, not you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just saying no. you were cooking, so yeah. I was just letting it go. I appreciate it. Okay, but, I'm look, just saying. Hey, I looked over, and they're behind me. So, I'm like, you know what? The officials don't want to decide the game. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I was looking that's up the stat right now. No, I was looking no, up the high stats no, right now. The officials <laughs> don't
3: want to decide the game. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I
2: was not looking at the field. I'm not going to lie. I'm like Mike Brown. Like, hey, um. You got a flag too though. No, I did. I, it's behind me. I'm you just you you're in, this, you're in you're ref too. I know, I <laughs> well hey. Well no, I can get overruled, but you're the official. I can draw wow, your dude. attention.
3: He's the uh, what is he the the referee. Right, who's the one with the mic?
2: A head it's umpire the thing or
3: something like that, head referee or something like that. that is, yeah, he's the head
2: official. Yeah. yeah, he's
3: got the mic. Yeah, he's he's.
1: Don't fag next time, pal. Like I said, I was looking up no, height no, stats no, right now, no, I so was letting, I was I was not in the game.
2: No, I was letting <laughs> I was letting my man cook because he was he was making a great point, and I didn't want to ter- deter from it by being a <laughs> a juvenile. But I, I'd like to add to it.